Welcome affiliated listeners, super excited to have you today. Oh my gosh, this was one of the funnest interviews I've done so long with somebody that I just love personally. She's amazing. Her name is Molly Mahoney and she is the prepared performer and she's a master at creating organic content, which I'm telling you right now should be a part of your 2022 plans. And if you listen on this podcast, you're getting exactly the tips that you need to create amazing video content and a strategy that she shares with us that was mind-blowing that could take one consumer, one follower, and you're going to be able to get their email. You're going to get them to join you on Facebook, to comment, a messenger bot, and their phone number all through this method that she shares with us. You have to listen. Not only will you laugh, you'll have fun, but you're also going to learn some really valuable information. So jump on in and give it a listen. Welcome everybody, and today we have somebody I'm so excited to talk to because I think they're one of the most entertaining people that I've ever met before and also filled with so much great content that is going to make, really honestly, any content you're producing right now way, way better. And it's Molly Mahoney. How are you doing today, Molly? Hey, it's so, so good to see you. And man, that is exactly the truth. So these tips will work for any sort of content that you are creating literally on any platform. It will allow you to increase your conversions, increase your connections, and allow you to make a bigger impact. So I'm just yeah. stoked. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to definitely go into that because really the reason I want us to talk about this today is so many of our, our listeners and our clients and just people out there they're struggling right now. They, they We've seen media costs get so expensive um, and so challenging when previously it was working um, that, that that it's people are kind of left scrambling. I and mean, organic content has become a source where we're really seeing people thriving and people that weren't as affected by iOS this and iOS that and change this and change that. And it really comes down to being successful with organic content, which we know you're an expert at. So before we do that, though, I'd love to just have you share people with a little bit more about your background, because your background is a little bit unique to what I say most people in our industry are familiar with. So, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So I have a company called The Prepared Performer, and I actually started that company right after leaving New York City, where I was working as a professional musical theater performer. And so when I first started, I was teaching singing lessons. If you Google tap dancing, tap dance terminology, I'm still number one in the SEO results, which is kind of weird. And in 2016, when Facebook Live came out, I had been trying to launch a program called Prepared Performer Profits that was teaching performers how to be able to really treat their, their performance career as a business. When Facebook Live came out, I realized, hold on a minute, this is going to be much more effective if instead of teaching performers how to have a business, I teach business owners how to perform. It was a much more lucrative decision and it's actually been such an awesome thing. So within three months, we were able to generate $50,000 in sales, which was pretty cool. And now at this point, we've really migrated where we're not mainly focused on live video only. We cover all sorts of videos on all platforms. We're also really close with tools like ManyChat and other automation tools like Jarvis, where we're able to help people to use technology as they're also showing up more effectively on camera. So we really combine the fun kind of performance aspect from my previous life with my current life, which is like super techie, markety ninja stuff that I love. 
Nice. Well, we will touch base because I know Jarvis is definitely an AI and those automations have been super, super interesting. I think creating some exciting things in industry. I don't want to not talk about it, um, but let's circle back to kind of the organic side of things and we'll talk about yeah. some video stuff, um, but we want to put a pin to come back to that later. So um, what I really would like to discuss is we've seen, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. We've obviously seen the, the medium for video change quite a bit over the last 18 months. Um, and probably most importantly, I think just some platforms that I've really seen have changed a lot of live video, whether it be Twitch um, or, you know, TikTok has been uh, outstanding in terms of the growth. We're seeing organic video content become a huge part of it. So walk me through kind of what you're seeing in the organic video space and what are the trends that you notice are going, man, this is the way of 2022 and beyond that people should be focusing on. And then we'll talk a little bit about how to be successful in those videos. Yeah, I'd love to. So one of the things that's really important is that if you are using paid ads, organic, it doesn't have to be that you like drop your paid stuff to focus only on organic. But what we've found is that by having a really strong organic strategy, it will actually improve the results on your paid stuff, especially with all of the crazy iOS, you know, retargeting business. If you're doing ads on the platform, you're saying within the platform, not ads, sorry, if you're doing videos, live videos on the platform, you can actually retarget those people. So it's really helped with the retargeting piece because you're building these warm audiences of people who are engaging. And really it all it all starts with this concept called the social triangle, which I'd love to share. Is that okay if yeah, I jump into please that? Please do. Okay, so what we've noticed is with all of these platforms, whether it's TikTok or even Twitch, I did have a show on Twitch for quite some time. Ooh. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Whether it's TikTok or Twitch or Instagram even, or Facebook or YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, there's three pieces that you have to have in place if you want organic social to work for you. And these three pieces are this. The first is that you have to actually be showing up and creating content. Seems like a no brainer, but I can't tell you how often people will come to me and say like, oh, I'm just not getting the results. And then I'll go look at their profile and I'm like, you haven't posted anything in two weeks. Hello? It doesn't mean you need to post three times a day, but you do need to feed the machine. So I have some tips for making that easier, which we'll cover in a little okay. bit. The other piece is that you have to know where your ideal client is, where your ideal community member, where your ideal eyeballs are living, right? And then you want to actually go there and interact in that space. So. This is similar to like Gary Vee's $1.80 method where you go and you engage on other people's stuff on Instagram. But a lot of people aren't doing this on the other platforms. And when you go and comment or like or post in a Facebook group or engage on someone's Twitter feed, what it does is two things. It tells the actual human being that you are there and that you are connected, right? They get a notification of some sort. So it plants this little seed super easy stuff. And then the other thing is, is that it tells the platform that you're connected. So if you're not doing that, it's really easy for the platform to serve your stuff up to the wrong people and you're not working with the algorithm. And the fact is that these algorithms are so powerful now, even though they drive us crazy, if we give it the right information, things will start to sort themselves out and we'll start showing up in front of the right people. Yeah. I was gonna and say, I actually, third, oh, okay. before we go there, no. I just wanna talk a little bit about, cause I think that's one of those concepts where it's like, uh, like it seems so simple, but also so easy to miss, right? Cause it's not just yeah. finding the market, it's engaging with the community organically. But at the same, that doesn't seem too hard, right? Go to the right places, well, you already know where they are. The thing that's, that's like weird about it is that it seems, it's very simple, but when you're 
when you're dealing with human beings, it's not always easy because we get scared. Like the same way that we get scared to show up on camera, people are terrified of looking silly or of saying the wrong thing. And they build up so much pressure around each piece of content or each engagement. And what I say is like, put it in your calendar. You do 20 minutes a day at least. And you just go and you don't know whether something's going to take off or not, right? Like. It, you never know. This morning I did this crazy little video on Instagram that I posted of me watching the moon set, not the sunset, but the moon oh, set. Okay, you know, yeah, there's a thing yeah. called the moon set. I do not because I am far too tired. <laughs> if I'm seeing a moon set, something has gone very wrong. So <laughs> When you wake up super early, you get to watch the moon set. And I did this really short little video. I posted it crazy early this morning. I didn't even go back and look at it. And my team member was like, Oh my God, look at your video that it had totally taken off this morning. Thousands of views, 130 likes, like within just an hour or so. I had no idea. The reason that it works though is because I'm sh consistently showing up and testing things and you never really know when something is gonna be the thing that resonates. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's actually a big thing because as many people will tell you, they know what's gonna resonate. It is, there's so much proof that says that we have no freaking idea. I, Tiger King's a perfect example. If anyone would have told you that that would have done what it did. I was just talking about this with my wife last, yesterday. I was like, perfect storm, perfect timing, perfect content that no one know that, knows that they wanted until they saw it. And that is yeah. the internet. That is the secret behind anything that's viral. It's, there's a level of volume, right? You just have to try. Um, and you're just never going to know. I'm sure if you told somebody the concept that I'm going to do a video on moon setting. They're like, eh, meh. And then all of a sudden it goes crazy. Right. So, you know, that, that's, that's just one of those things. It's just, just do it. And I guess don't be afraid of failing. Cause what's the worst thing that happens? Like some, some things are going to bomb and some things are going to succeed at the end of the day, you're doing it. And either way you learn. Yeah. So I, that's the other thing too, is that every single time I put content out and it's still, even for me at this point, I mean, we've had video, one video that hit a reach of 1 million. Like we have some videos that have totally taken off. I still get freaked out every time I pour, post a short, I almost said port, <laughs> post and short, a short form video. Cause it's not really my main, it hasn't been my main focus. And so when I post them, I get a little nervous about it, but I do it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, be bold, right? Talk about being bold. Yeah. So the third corner of our triangle is I spit okay. all over the screen. Great. Uh, move on. The third quarter of the triangle is that you have to actually feed the platform. So these platforms, have, they're really transparent actually about what they want if you pay attention. They want more people on the platform longer so they can serve up more ads. Yeah. So, Complicated, I mean, right? <laughs> imagine that. So what can you do to keep people on the platform longer? And I mean, this goes back to the Instagram reels are something that's really doing well on Instagram. And you can see that those are getting way more views, oftentimes more engagement than anything else. So you should be doing those because that's what the platform wants to serve up to people. Yeah. It used to be that live video was like, anytime you went live, they were really trying to highlight that. So you would instantly get a lot of people. Now we're in a place where you have to actually announce the fact that your live video is happening and drive traffic to it before it happens. Otherwise, the algorithms are not really going to say, hey, so-and-so's live, because so many people are going live now. And even like Facebook is now having reels. I don't know if you've seen that, yep. but there's Facebook reels now. There's also Facebook audio rooms finally just became available to more people. So when you can jump on these new trends, 
the platform is often going to give you more visibility because they want to prove that they have these new tools. Yeah, yeah, because YouTube YouTube Shorts was another one that they were yeah. they're pushing creators, and they're sometimes they'll even create incentives too. Like you could get you know just more cash, not just more awareness. They're going to put money in your pocket just no, for doing for it because they want people to go out there and create the content. To once again, they probably have a pretty good sense of where eyeballs need to go. Um, I don't know if you've heard, Facebook collects a lot of data, and so does Google. So maybe. <laughs> when they tell you as a creator, go here, um, you know, you're obviously incentivized to do so not only monetarily, but from an awareness standpoint. So yeah. no, that's fantastic. So are there any traffic sources that maybe are getting you more excited for 2022 or maybe something on a social network? And then we'll go into talking about how to be good live, but I just love to get some insider tips from, yeah. from someone like you on so, what to expect for 2022. I don't know if you saw what happened to us a couple of weeks ago, but when the and maybe I, I told you this, but when Facebook shut down, do you remember that yeah, day? The uh, crazy yes. it was a win, it was a Monday. I remember how long it took me to notice, which is probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or it's a really good thing yeah. actually. <laughs> so I actually had been planning this giant five day. It was a five day challenge. We called it a video kickstart. So yes. it was called Show Up. I now and remember get this conversation. Yep, yep. Okay, a five day video kickstart. Now, first of all, we were supposed to start it a couple weeks ago. However, the first day of traffic and conversion, I literally stepped off the stage after speaking and emceeing, I was emceeing the virtual stage. I was walking to dinner and my team messaged me and said, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening with our ad account, but there are four accounts that are spending $10,000 a day. I was not personally spending $10,000 a day. <laughs> so what we discovered was that someone had actually hacked our ad account, even though we had two-factor identification set up. It was this huge mess. They spent $20,000 in one day. It's still like a crazy thing. So we had to shut down our credit cards, shut down our Facebook ad account, and we ended up pushing our challenge out by one whole week because it just created all of this mess. So we're doing mostly organic. Uh, I have a, a nice size email community, but I don't have a, a huge email list at all by any means. And so we promoted it organically. We had about 700 people sign up, which considering everything that had happened, I was pretty stoked. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I go to go live two minutes before the live video started. I get this giant warning that says Facebook is down. No live videos can happen today. Panic ensued for yep. literally... 10 seconds, and then I realized we're gonna move the whole thing to YouTube. So within 30 minutes, we had shut everything down that was happening on Facebook and redirected our entire community to YouTube. It was so awesome. So we ended up increasing our comments on our YouTube channel by 1,175%. Whoa. Crazy. We've added hundreds of subscribers. We Like all of this amazing stuff started happening in YouTube. And what I realized was, is what we ended up creating over those five days was a real multi-channel approach. So we didn't drop Facebook completely, but we did keep YouTube as the place where we were releasing these five videos that came out. We used the YouTube community section as the place to do the homework. And most people in our community didn't even know the community section existed on YouTube. So that was super cool. Then we brought people back to Facebook for Q&A and other things like that. Then we took them to Clubhouse for a practice room where people could come in and practice their intros for their videos, actually get the chance to work with me live. Super, super awesome. So what I realized from this is that, and this is what I'm really excited about going forward, is we cannot trust these platforms. Like, 
cannot. And you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. So the way that one of our our team members defined it was kind of like, instead of sending people, let's say you're planning a rave, is what she said, which I don't know if I've ever actually been to a rave, but <laughs> let's just say. Maybe one day we'll go together because I haven't been to a okay, rave perfect. either. I feel like I'd be very overwhelmed though. That's <laughs> <laughs> Lots of lights Okay, so instead of sending them like to the warehouse, you're gonna send them to your party bus. And the party bus is a forwarding link that you then direct to wherever you want it to go. And I mean, this is great for affiliate stuff, right? That you're using some sort of like pretty link or rebrandly, uh, re something like that. You are owning the data. You're making sure that you're getting email addresses. You're making sure that you're getting phone numbers. You have that information. So at any time, if one of these platforms goes down or for, you know, goodness forbid, you get locked out of something, you have another platform ready to go. Yeah. And so this multi-platform, very niche audience speaking to human beings, being authentic, being truthful. People are no longer wanting this like slick, automated, fancy, you know, um, evergreen webinar where you're pretending that it's live. They wanna know that things are honest and truthful and be willing to jump in when there's a problem and fix it. And people literally freaked out at how quickly we fixed the whole thing and we had some pretty awesome results. Yeah, so. no, that's amazing. And interesting enough, just in this week, you're the second person that said the exact phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket um, because of exactly this. We've seen the people that did, they're suffering, right? But if you have the omni-channel approach and the ability, one, I imagine for that, for you guys, you saw growth now across three different organic platforms and monetize that in the process, like totally. immediately. Like that's an amazing story. And I love that idea of being like, hey, this works really well over here. But if they, once they've committed and you're just guiding them through that process, as long as you don't make it difficult for the consumer, obviously a win-win all around. So I think that's that's a really awesome story. And what a great win to set you up into 2022 and beyond, right? So um, that's yeah. fantastic. So, well, let's now talk about the, the big parts. So we talked organics, huge, videos, huge. We have lots of different platforms to go to, to be successful at it. But at the end of the day, you still have to be entertaining and engaging with people looking at you, which um, can be hard for a lot of us. So, I mean, even if someone's in front of me, that could be hard, let alone when you put a camera and lots of us, when a camera's on, it's like we forget how to be human all of a sudden. Um, yeah. I don't understand that fully, but it seems to be a pretty common thing. So tell me if you give some tips and things that you tell people when they have to go on camera, be entertaining, engaging, and optimize that ultimately for conversions. What, what do you tell the people? How could they be more successful? The first thing is you recognize that it's totally normal for it to feel like the most awkward thing on the planet. Like legitimately, it's so weird. And I remember being in college, I was a theater and dance major in college and I took this film acting class and they taught us about this thing that happens that did not exist when the camera did not exist. It's an actual physical transformation. It's like, you know, hormones are released and you're all freaked out. So forgive yourself because it's normal for all of us. <laughs> And then there's an exercise that I have called the quesadilla of awesome. Have you heard of this before? I have not, but it's close to lunchtime. So I'm really <laughs> excited to hear about it. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. Take your hands. If you're listening to this, you're going to take your hands and put them, put your fingertips together and put like a ball of air in between your fingertips. Okay. okay. Then you're going to take this and inside this ball, you're going to put all of the benefits that you offer inside this ball. So whether it's your own product, whether it's a product that you're promoting for somebody else, whatever it is, the full transformation, all of those product benefits go into this ball. You got them in there? I got them in there. Okay. They're bursting. And then <laughs> you're going to throw them into the air like this. Whoosh. 
like LeBron James. Yes, exactly. And now floating above us are all of our business benefits. And it's just like Mikey TV in Willy Wonka. It's like all that digitized stuff yeah. up there. And what are you left with? What are you left with? I'm just left with me, right? In my voice? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> people say nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So, yeah, you're left with you, which is both the most awesome and the most terrifying thing ever. Right? <laughs> so, really, we have to start with the fact that you need to be more like you. You don't need to be more like somebody else. You can use other people as inspiration, but rather than emulating, we want to think about elevating. So you're yeah. going to elevate the own awesome that's within you. And there's so many things out there that you can make it more entertaining and all of that kind of stuff. But first, we've got to figure out who are you a human. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to make a list of things that make you uniquely awesome. Yeah. Well, and I want to go back to that LeBron James exercise. I think that what you're really getting at there, that's what I'm going to call it now instead of quesadilla is awesome, <laughs> is um, – so I think so often when you have to do something on video, you want to say something, you have an objective, it's all you focus on. So when you start talking, mm -hmm. you start thinking about, oh, hold on one second. So we're, you start thinking, oh, well, you know, I need to say it this way and this way. And this is the way that, you know, this person would say it, right? Versus just talking from a point of passion and fun, right? And so sometimes that might lead you to saying something stupid. Like I remember on our first podcast, I asked the question, would you, I asked the question to somebody, would you eat a person if you could do it in a humane way? And so not a good, not great content by any means, but at least it was me, right? So um, it's always a better place to be. So I just, I really enjoyed that exercise and I just want people to really understand that's what you're doing. You're letting yourself to be free from your, I guess, goals sometimes and objectives. So you could just be you in that moment. Okay. I am so glad you said that because I don't think anyone has ever brought up the objectives piece of this, but this is something that I'm actually obsessed with is that every piece of content you create, you have to have an objective and an intention and you want them to be separate. So your objective in your business or in your content for your business is going to be like, what's the business goal that you have? Is it to get them opted in for something? Is it to get them to buy something? What's that objective? What's your call to action? What's the next thing you want them to do? Your intention is what's the human conversation that you're having? What's the thing that you want like from your heart to another person's heart, which is not always easy for people to do. And it's the most powerful thing that you can weave into your content yeah. so that people really see who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tapping into empathy, which anyone yeah. wants to say they're a robot that has no empathy, unless you're a serial killer. Um, everyone does, right? We all have mirroring neurons. They're built into it. It's the reason why Sarah McLaughlin makes you cry when she talks about <laughs> dogs, right? Like it's, it's in there. You can't help it. And, and people do a lot of emotional things to block it. Uh, but yeah, definitely when you open it up and let that happen, you're totally right. That intention has to be there because intentions where authenticity comes from. So, um, yes. And it, it's like Mr. Rogers, you know, when he did his videos, he didn't say, Hey, everybody in the neighborhood, like mm -hmm. so many people do in their videos, they're like, Hey, everybody out in YouTube land or whatever yeah. it is. He said, Hey neighbor, mm -hmm. oh, right. He spoke to one person Yeah, and he, it transformed generations. Like we all feel that we have this one-on-one -on -one connection with him. And if he told us to buy something, we would say yes. Yes, here's all my money. There you go, Mr. Rogers. You exactly. It. Yeah, it's why I have a red cardigan, right? <laughs> so he did get me to buy something. Uh, great. Awesome. So once to finish out the quesadilla yep, of awesome, sorry. the reason that we call it the quesadilla of awesome is because everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. So 
you've got to figure out those human things that are separate from the business so that you can actually connect and create content that's more sticky, that keeps you top of mind. And if you're only focused on the things that you're offering, what happens is you become a salesy weirdo mm -hmm. and people are going to block you from their mind instead of bringing you in closer. So you make a list of 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human. And for some people that's a little hard. So I have an acronym. If you want me to share it, I can share yeah, the acronym. Okay. So it's five letters. It is the word save. You may think save only has four letters, but I am a really horrible speller. And so I spell my acronyms wrong so that I don't feel embarrassed about how bad <laughs> my spelling is. And <laughs> It's all okay. So it's S-A-A-V-E. And that stands for your skill sets, the things that you're naturally gifted at, your appearance, like Mr. Rogers red cardigan, right? The things that you love about your appearance, full transparency. I always wear big earrings when I do videos and I forgot to put them on today and I feel a little weird about it, but I'm gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. I mean, I was gonna say something, but I didn't wanna make you feel even more weird, so no. <laughs> I almost switched my glasses so that they were louder, but I know you can't oh, hear my Oh my glasses. gosh, the, I could hear those glasses. For those who didn't see, it's like, she already had some great, like turquoise, bright colored ones, but these are just, I feel like Lady Gaga would read in these. Yeah, that's that's the like way I define of, that. They're kind of art deco, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, black and they make with gold me feel trim. more confident. Yeah, I would so, feel more confident in that. That just says money. I don't know, It's that's cool. <laughs> totally. Yeah. They're like my money glasses. You are definitely true. in a secret society if you're wearing those glasses, but like not a bad <laughs> one, just one filled with art and cool stuff. That's great. Yeah. And if you're not, okay, and if you're listening to this and you're like, big glasses make me freaked out, remember that this is all about creating the appearance that comes from you and your own secret society. It's not about trying to fit into somebody else's secret society. It's you're creating, you're bringing things out that actually bring you joy because it's not about what other people think about what you look like. It's about what you think about what you look like because you're the one who's there doing the videos. And if you're worried about your appearance, your gremlins are gonna creep in and drag your energy down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an outward expression of who you are in hopes that other people connect with it, not that you're going to outwardly express something that you aren't in hopes that people connect with it. Uh, amen, and because yeah. if you do that, when you show up at an event, I mean, I'll always remember, like, you didn't you have a bow tie on the first time we met? No, there what? was something, or you had a shirt that was like your yeah, shirt had, I had something, something weird. On it. I can't remember. <laughs> so I think oh, that might have been mermaids. I don't know. I know there's some unique shirt that I had, but yes. And I loved it, and it made me remember you forever, even though I can't remember what it was. Yeah. See how that stickiness works? I can't it's remember perfect. either. So, it's good. <laughs> but I remember you. The first thing was you were singing, right? You sang in the intro of your talk, and I was like, "This lady is freaking cool." And I don't remember what you sang at all, just that you sang. So yeah, you totally. Well, and right. that actually ties us into the next one, which is your activities. And if you have activities that are separate from your business and you can weave them into your content, people then think of you when they see that activity or they think of you, like like you said, it stands out that if you did a jumping jacks at the beginning of your presentation, then they're gonna remember your, your jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully in a positive way. The next one is your way. values. Or what'd you say? Hopefully in a positive way, right? Yeah, <laughs> They exactly. saw me doing jumping jacks, I'm like, is that a jumping what? jack? <laughs> okay, and that's a great point because some people may think, well, the, the activities that I love, I mean, if your activity it has to do with eating people, maybe don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, lesson well learned. For the record, I have not eaten anybody before, no human meat. I just enjoy weird philosophical questions, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as long as it's something that's based in, you know, kindness, as long as it's not hurting other people, I would celebrate your weird values, your weird activities as loudly as possible because it's going to bring the right people to you and it's going to push away the the wrong people. Yes, right? normal people. You're right. They'll be exactly. just very far away. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we my kids got in an argument last night because they were trying to decide who is the weirdest. <laughs> so, because we being weird is one of our values in yeah. our family. Yeah, we'll have to. We should bring my kids into that sometime if we want to go like weird off. It, it'd be a fun time for sure. So. I love it. <laughs> so, so we're on the second A, right? We have activities. Okay, we got to the yep. third, which was yep. your activities that you yep. love. So it's your skill set, your appearance, your activities. The the V is for your values. And okay. so for us, we have three values that we talk about a lot. The first is kindness. It's the most important thing in my family. It is like hardcore. We talk about it all the time. If you're not kind, you should not be in our community. The next is we stand for joy as a fierce form of activism. And some people really can't handle how joyful we are. However, I am a firm possibilitarian. I turn problems into possibilities and it really attracts people to us or pushes them away. And then we also talk a lot about inclusivity and diversity and wanting to make sure that everyone has a voice. And some people don't wanna have that in their community so they can go somewhere else, which is totally fine. We just wanna bring the people closer to us who share those values and push away the people who don't. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. That's great. Okay, are you ready for the last one? I am so ready. Okay, the E is for things you like to eat. <laughs> okay, that I was not expecting that, no. <laughs> Especially not with where we started with this no, conversation. No, yes, yes. Hopefully the answer is never people. Let's just hope that's the... <laughs> okay, so I do have a question. It's not quite as polarizing as the question that was just mentioned, but the question that I would love you to take to your Facebook personal profile. Now I know not everybody is using their personal Facebook profile with this, with their business growth. They may keep things very separate. I shared this strategy with Chris Mercer, actually the same day that we met. Yes. I shared this with, with Mercer and he told me he did not use his Facebook personal profile really at all. And it totally blew his profile up because this unlocks the algorithm. So here's what it is. You're going to post these five words on your personal Facebook profile. Brussels sprouts, yes or no. And that's it. People will go crazy. Oh, I can only imagine. Brussels sprouts are like cats. Like everyone always likes to tell me, no, you just haven't had it the way I like it yet. If you had my Brussels sprouts, you would completely change your opinion. Just like if you exactly. met my cat, you would love cats all of a sudden. So you're like, no, I have flu-like symptoms when I am around them because <laughs> I am allergic and nothing yeah. will change it. So are you team Brussels sprouts or yes or no? I'm no, no Brussels sprouts. I feel it's weird because I like cabbage, but the gross little, I like to call them like a fart vegetable. It just smells like I'm eating, <laughs> smells like farts, tastes like I'm eating farts. Um, and they look like little tiny, like alien brains. I was going to say testicles and I already did now. So just not an appealing vegetable in any way, shape or form. Um, plus when my wife cooks them, she loves Brussels sprouts and actually my kids do too, um, which really disappoints me quite a bit. But um <laughs> Yeah, it just infects your entire house with the smell of spoiled something. So, no, I do not like Brussels sprouts very much. I'd be on the note. We point. made the most amazing Brussels sprouts recently, which were chopped and spread out on a cookie sheet and then sprinkled with rosemary olive oil, then chopped grapes sprinkled throughout it and feta cheese. And let me tell you, it is like the greatest, most magical thing ever. So... I think I might disagree. 
<laughs> okay, so this is what happens. When you post this on your personal profile, you are using the social triangle because you are showing up, you're putting content out there, you're giving the algorithm what it wants because you're getting people to comment below. And then you use that other piece, which was you actually talk to people. And when you reply to the comments, you'll start to find what ends up happening, because I've done this with so many clients for like years. What happens is, yeah, your mom may comment, your cousin may comment, and potential clients end up commenting as well. And then you can take that one step further by like, oh my gosh, I saw your comment on my Brussels sprout post. How have you been? Now you've told the algorithm that you're connected. Then when you go to do your video content, they're more likely to see it because you have, you know, spiced things up and you're the, this is what we call organic retargeting because you're creating this organic system that allows you basically to retarget the people who have engaged with you. That is awesome. I can't wait when this podcast drops and how many people put that question out there. I'm going to do it right when I get done with this. We're just going to go put it out there, see what happens. And um, your your recipe recommendation for the Brussels sprouts, my wife will really enjoy that. So I'll tell her that too. Okay. I'm and that way I'm I could um, be somewhere else when I go out of town next. <laughs> like, yeah, great time to cook that. So <laughs> fantastic. Well, I mean, that that is like seriously just from value standpoint of how to go out and create good organic content like holy cow right just mic drop and walk away but we still want to talk some more so um in terms of time i actually i know that you could probably talk more about video and the actual things we do on but i think you had a really good basis um i actually to, to make sure we're still keeping on pace because we talked some other things we wanted to address um let's discuss let's jump into some of the there was one section oh my gosh i'm forgetting Ugh. um real we had two things we were talk about. There's the automation stuff, but there was one step in between that I realized I'm forgetting on an open loop. Okay, well, we're just gonna have to move on, sorry. So let's actually talk into right. some of the automation steps. So obviously video, organic content, that's huge. Really loved what you shared there. We have actionable things that people could take. Now let's move into a little bit of a different realm, which is these automation tools and how that could really change your business, whether it's organic, whether it's paid. Specifically, I'd love to talk more about Jarvis and this idea of AI copywriting. I know it scares some copywriters that, you know, Skynet's gonna take over their job. I don't see that being a thing, but there are definitely some really exciting things that are going on with Jarvis. Tell us a little bit more about it, Molly. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And what it really, the, the coolest thing that I've seen happen for our community is that so many people were stuck when they were planning their content. I don't like to have our clients use an actual script that they read because then you sound like a robot. We wanna use robots to help us make more human connections, not to take over the world. So when you use, like I have this script recipe actually, which I'll give to you and you can put it in the show notes. What this does is you can click on this recipe and it gives you kind of a blueprint for a script. And then legitimately, all you have to do, once you've decided on your topic, you put your topic in and you hit command enter and Jarvis will write the script for you. Wow. And what Jarvis is doing in case people are listening and they don't know is it's pulling from 10% of the internet in 2019. So it's not giving you factual information necessarily. You have to make sure that you fact check. But even for someone like me, who's been pretty easily prolific when it comes to creating videos, I just love having Jarvis hold my hand <laughs> and even taking, maybe I, I write a description for a video myself and then I wanna write an email. I just take that description, I put it into Jarvis and I hit improve this content and it will just rewrite it with new words like a thesaurus. And now I have, 
an email that I can send out. Then I can chop up part of my video and I have a little screen share. I can show you this map of how we actually map this whole yeah, thing out. Yeah, let's, let's show it, that'd be great. So, and um, for those of you that are listening right now, we'll do our best to describe, but you can actually always jump over to YouTube and see the video right there if you're really interested and highly recommend that. So, so watch the YouTube version. So at whatever point in time we are in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, and I'll, we'll explain it also, but just yeah. for those of people who are watching on video, what we do is we actually use this APR method. And this APR method is announce, pretend, repurpose. And we use Jarvis to help us write the copy, and then we use ManyChat or whatever tool you're using for your bots to be able to follow up with people and guide them on that little party bus toward the right content that you want to be sending them to. So if you're a human who gets maybe five to 10 comments, you can do that party bus on your own. If you are someone who's getting more than 10 comments on a video, then you want to actually use an automation tool to drive more human conversations. So it just grabs those comments, leads them in the direction they wanna go. So the way that this works is what we have over here on the left-hand side, this is, a, if you're listening, there's like this bubble infographic that I created. Yeah. Uh, it looks time. it looks like um it looks very like a creative mad person designed this because it looks good but there's a lot so going i actually on. created this infographic myself at an event i was at a mastermind event and i was explaining this process to somebody and they were like i just wish i could see it so my intention was that i would create this and then i would give it to a graphic designer but here we are <laughs> <laughs> don't they need to keep it it's great i love it yeah okay so this is what we call the map to millions because this system led us to a reach of 1 million organically on one one singular video and also we've now generated over three million dollars in collected revenue and this is the system that we've been doing every single week so what it is is you set a weekly schedule for when you're going to go live now at this point in time the way that live video is for some people you may only do a live video once a month you may do it every other week i prefer to do it once a week you don't have to be as prolific as I am, but that is a good way to do it. So you set your schedule, you write that in your cover photo so people know what to expect. And you can do this on Facebook, you can do it on YouTube, you can do it on LinkedIn. It's a little trickier to do it on Twitter or Instagram. We like to use those two platforms for repurposing content. So if you're going to repurpose from Instagram to another platform, it's a little hard because it's the profile um, you know, you can't do your video landscape and then it gets weird when you chop the video up. Yeah. And I always th think it's important too, when you think of the way people use um, Instagram, it's a much more passive, fast process in the way that they totally. consume it. So yeah, it's not always best. Same with Twitter for any sort of even medium form of content in all reality. Uh, so true, so true. And what we're doing with this is we're actually using this value video as a way to bring in an email subscriber, a text message subscriber, a messenger bot subscriber, and we're filling your Facebook group and your blog post traffic. So there are five huge things that happen from every single video because of the way that we set this up strategically. Yeah, that is so, an organic, like, just, I don't know, like cart stuffer. You get it all in one, that's amazing. It's so Love good. That. And then you're also building this library of content. So a lot of people, they'll go live and then if they don't have a lot of people show up, they feel deflated and they're like, nobody cares. Absolutely the opposite is true. Because when you go live, you are creating a library of content that can last you forever. We have videos from several years ago that are still relevant that we either have as a dollar a day ad, or we have them as a part of our whole 
kind of flywheel of content where we drive traffic back to them in our emails, that type of stuff. And what's happening is we're taking that one-on-one -on -one conversation that I'm having in the video and anybody can step into the other seat of that conversation and have the one-on-one -on -one conversation with me while I'm at Disneyland with my kids. Yeah, yeah, that's Magic. amazing. So everything that we start with, we send an email, we send a bot, we send a Facebook, we do a Facebook post comment. So we do a uh, post where we say, hey, we're gonna be doing this training. If you wanna join us, let us know below. A messenger bot picks that, that up and drives them back to the live video. We do all these things to drive people to the live video. Then during the live video, and this is the last little thing I'll say about it, because I'm talking a lot. But in the live video, it's very important that at the top of the video, you give people the opportunity to get access to the show notes. So you say, if you want the notes from today's show, just drop the word notes below and we'll get them to you. When they do that, the bot replies and says, hey, I see that you want the notes from today. Why don't you give me your email address so I can send them to you? Very casual, conversational. You type in an email address. It then says, awesome. We're actually keeping our show notes inside our Facebook group. Here's the link to join. We'll email you when they're ready. So then people join our Facebook group. Inside the Facebook group, we have a document of our show notes. It's like a, a file in there. And guess what? The show notes are actually written as a blog post that we're optimizing for SEO traffic, but we're driving traffic to it because we're saying, if you want the notes, give us your email address, we'll send it to you. So we're, we're like, double dipping on all of these ways to get people to opt in. And then the final thing we do is we say, hey, you know, thanks for joining us for the video today. Would you like to be reminded next time Molly goes live via text message? If so, here, give us your phone number. Nice, super nice. You know what I love about that? Because I think if you removed this very key component, there's a world where what you've described just annoys the hell out of some people, right? They feel like yeah. they're getting pulled around and you know, it feels like a really poorly organized like concert, you know, why am I going all over the place? But I think the part that, that really weaves it together is exactly what we talked about at the beginning. It's the fact that it's a conversation. Each one of these tidbits is a conversation. And if you were on the figurative metaphorical party bus or even a real one, and you're led there by a conversation, and then you continue to go as a guide takes you to different places, it never feels frustrating. You never you feel out of the loop. you get to self-select. Yeah. You get to choose, yes, that's what I want, and yeah. then you give the next step. Yeah, it's, it's not something where people feel like they're being pulled along. Right, they're being guided to where they want to go. Um, so, yeah. just an important distinction because I could see people listening to this and then missing that piece and creating what is a hellscape of customer experience versus one that's really, really desirable and super beneficial for you as a business. Because, man, to think that you could get one user on email, a Facebook group, Messenger bot, um, and a text message like that's super mind blowing. And we'd love to have that consumer because the value of and the ability to communicate is, is, is crazy. So, um, and awesome method. It, with that in mind, we also want to make sure we're never pretending that it's a real person that they're talking to. So we create characters for our messenger bots. So mine is not very creative, but it's Molly bot and she has her own way of speaking to people. So people are having a conversation with Molly bot, not with me. Nice. Oh, that's a and good distinction. And if I'm coming yeah. into the conversation, I say, hey, it's Molly the human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that I think that's really good because it's embrace automation versus trying to hide it, right? Because as soon as someone figures out, which, you know, depending on your technology, it won't be that long that it's an actual bot, like, you know, you're going to lose trust if you're trying to say that it's you. So, so keep that authenticity. And to this point, we're all aware. Um, I think most people are pretty aware this stuff exists. So you don't need to make it hidden like they're going to be confused and fearful of you. And if they are, you probably don't want them to engage with you anyway. Well, and I mean, I think that's that goes back to like the first question that you asked about what's coming up 
as we head into next year, our communities are so much more savvy than they used to be. You know, my seven-year-old can do a lot of this. I, at Traffic and Conversion, Ryan Dice said, it's no longer a real advantage to be a digital marketer because yeah. there are so many people who already understand this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? So the thing that will give you that advantage, if you are a digital marketer, is to be a human digital mm -hmm. marketer. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, you even look at it, I know I've talked about it many times, but if you look at TikTok right now, where 60% is 30 and younger, that still means that 40% of a platform that prior, just 18 months prior was like, six like 70 percent was 16 right <laughs> or younger yeah. um is already moved so much so we see so many more consumers are so much more savvy with what's with what is going on and i would say the pandemic accelerated that knowledge so you might have felt oh, so going from advantage so. to disadvantage like way faster than you expect and it's probably because now your 85 year old grandma knows how to get things off uber eats and amazon right like that's <laughs> different it's a different world we're living in so um no really spot on um just real fast i just want to circle back on a couple things for jarvis so um okay. so for jarvis you actually you put in the ideas and then it'll write the script for you are you then a, like changing that script afterwards and adjusting it and things like that Yes. So what it does is it actually will write the script. And then the way that I do it, I don't actually edit too much as I'm going through it because I like to just kind of, and do you want me to show you on the screen? Cause I have, yeah, it yeah, that'd be great. You. I'd love to see it. Okay. So if you go to this script, what happens is it's this, the way that recipes work, if you're using the pro version of Jarvis is that you use these little commands. So if you're listening to this, what the command says, I just opened up a brand new recipe. It says, write a content brief about, and so let's say we're going to write a content brief about um, Brussels authentic or what do you want to do it at? Brussels sprouts. Oh, okay. Perfect. Brussels sprouts. Got to get that double S in there. Yep. Okay. And um, about why Brussels sprouts are the best. Perfect. <laughs> It'll never come up with any answers. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to go here. And then all you do on Jarvis is you hit command or control, depending on whether you're a PC or a Mac user. <laughs> and you're going to hit command or control, enter. And then it's going to write the content brief for you. So it'll, it says now, it just wrote this for us, write an article about how Brussels sprouts are one of the most um, under, under S oh, I am making up my own words, underrated vegetables. They're crispy, have a unique flavor profile and are perfect for adding to salads or even cooking them with olive oil. And you may not be convinced yet. So here's why Brussels sprouts are the best. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so the way that I have this set up, it then says, move this into the sidebar once it's written. So I'm gonna copy it. And in the sidebar, there's this little content brief section. Then the next thing on here is write five compelling titles based on the content brief above. I move my cursor to the end of that. I hit command enter. And if you're watching the video, you can see my hands are in the air. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And it, it says reasons that Brussels sprouts are overlooked. The surprising benefits of eating Brussels sprouts. Belgian endive, the versatile vegetable you're missing out on. Oh, that one's so good. I would never even think of that. That's crazy. Never. Okay, I'm going to use that one because that is just like amazing and magical. So I'm going to copy it. I'm going to delete everything else. And then, and so I created this specific recipe based on the blueprint that we had in a Google Doc for our clients. So I'm going to say, um, I'm going to add Brussels sprouts in here so that they, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm just going to leave it and go with this. Okay. What the heck? Continue writing write an article about how much I love my 
this okay it just kept going for some reason so we're going to delete that because that was weird i don't know what yeah. just happened okay so then it says write a pas description which is problem agitate solve so as you're using this jarvis is actually teaching you how to be a better writer as well yeah it's so using write a the structure PAS description yeah and i use the term blog post here because Jarvis understands blog posts a little bit better than video. And because we're going to turn this video script into a blog post, it's like it just makes it so that we're repurposing before we even start. Yeah. So no, this is and fantastic. it'll go through. If you go through the thing, you can see that it writes the bullet points. It does yeah. the whole entire thing. Yeah. No, I, I just so I know we're low on time, but that was just such a cool thing to see. So people that I know this is still an audio format go watch that video because that was really amazing. And I think it's great to see the tools that that could do for ideation or improving on ideas you already have because it's tapping into creativity and things that your brain and our brains will never have access to because we are not the internet. Um, we try. Well, but like the Belgian in-dive thing, yeah. I never would have thought of, but heck, that's something that I may get a, sh I may make shirts that say like yeah. Belgian in-dive, yeah. are you in? <laughs> but I, when I see it, I know I love it. And that's the selection phrase or part where you could essentially take AI and then the human aspect will be elevated as you know your terminology versus replaced. So that that's really fantastic. So before we go, Molly, I really just want you to tell the people how can they get more of you? How can they interact with you? What are some ways that they could follow you? Or how could they get some more content or maybe even hire you to help them out in their business or some of the things we talked about today? So if you're looking to just, you know, grab more value, social media content, and like we put tips out all over the place, you can find us at the prepared performer and that is on facebook on instagram on youtube i don't do very much on twitter but maybe there's something happening there but mainly facebook instagram youtube sometimes on linkedin fantastic molly it's been so good talking to you today um i really hope that everyone goes out and really leaves this conversation better than they started and they should because i know i feel that way so um again have a great rest of your day thank you for your time and everyone out there you have a good one as well bye